We're joined now by Jerry Hill from the Baylor Bear Insider and the Director of Sports Journalism at Baylor. Jerry, let's start off with uh, hockey. What do you think about the goalie play of the Dallas Stars? Grief. You know, I just think Ottinger, you know, he's just not getting it done. Man, I was listening, I was listening on the way in. I'm like, dude, he mentioned two names. I, I could not have named a player for the Stars. Oh, come on, either. man. You got Jamie Benn, Joe no, Pavelski. I have some friends that they're huge hockey fans. Uh, Tom, you know, Keith Henry is a huge hockey Oh, fan, I know. Yeah. I have never gotten into it. Um, my brother will sit there and watch all of it, but I just I can't do it. can't do it, man. I, I did Friday night, and I'm like, hey, you know, it's kind of fun, playoff <laughs> hockey. Uh, all right, uh, 837. Relatively speaking, it was kind of a slower weekend for you, wasn't it? It really was. Um, um, you know, I found things to do. Uh, there, w- there was still a little bit going on. I drove down to uh, College Station Friday to watch uh, women's tennis play Washington. I didn't go back down Saturday. But it was kind of cool just being down there at College Station. I, I don't know how you guys feel about A&M, but I, just, I always liked them being in the league. Uh, I liked a lot of the media folks down there. I liked their SIDs and stuff, uh, Alan Cannon and mm-hmm. that whole group. AC does a great job. Oh, I know. He's one of the best. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I told him they're, they're, they are. They're one of the best. And so I do miss that part. And then, uh, but uh, then got to, uh, the chance to see the next um, day, I got to see the Baylor men play um, against A&M uh, here. So, uh, and then softball, I did not see the 17 to three win, but I did, I was there for the uh, Friday night game, the 10 to six game. So, it, there was still a little bit going on, but uh, you're right. Though. It was a little bit, a uh, little bit slower weekend. Not quite as many activities. So, and we'll just pick it up this week. It, it's push time for for Baylor. Uh, both baseball and softball. Softball goes into the Big Twelve tournament. Baseball's got two series left, beginning on the road at Kansas State. So, uh, it, both very important situations for both softball and for baseball. Yeah, I mean, I think right now they're probably both in a position where I think they kind of got to win, you know, the Big 12 tournament. I mean, I guess baseball with two series to play could kind of make some hay. Um, You know, I don't know. Uh, K-State did win that series with Kansas. They won uh, uh, the Saturday game. Um, So, you know, they're – they're, I think, ahead of Baylor now in the standings or right there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you definitely need to win this series. Um, and then, I, you know, I think you might have to win the next one too. But, you know, like I said, they've got some games where they can make up a little ground, but those are those are two tough ones. you got to play at K-State, which has really played well lately, and then uh, here against Oklahoma State, the team that leads the league, you know, a top-10 team. So that's a, that's a tough way to end the regular season. So I think they're probably going to be in – that same position to have to win the Big 12 tournament to get in. For softball, they start their tournament this week against Iowa State it, mm-hmm. in a game that they can certainly win, but then they line up with Oklahoma, and I don't think anybody really wants to line up with, with Oklahoma at this point. But what does softball need to do to try to at least put a positive spin in this tournament and, and maybe give themselves a chance? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think you – probably have to win the tournament I, I just think that's the position they're in right now and you're right I mean you know even if you get past an Iowa State team that beat you two out of three then meeting you there is Oklahoma which um, has lost one game all year now we'll say 
um, I think it was the Sunday game against OU. Baylor had a one nothing lead going into the seventh. I think lost it 3-1 on a, on a three-run homer in the bottom of the seventh. So, I mean, they have at least kind of been a little toe-to-toe with them uh, for one game. Um, so, I, that, I think, gives them a little bit of confidence. I think the Saturday game against Texas, you know, gives you a little bit of confidence. Even even the Friday game where you were down 8 nothing and came back and at least made a game of it and scored six runs against the Longhorns. Uh, the Saturday game was the most Texas had ever given up. Uh, the most walks they had ever given up, the most walks Baylor had ever gotten. So, uh, there were some positive things out of this weekend, but yeah, I think Ward that uh, you know, and I'm I'm kind of wondering what you do now. I think uh, Aaliyah Benford might match up better with OU, so maybe you do go still with Dariana Orm as the uh, starter in that Thursday game, and then come back with Aaliyah might give you the best chance against Oklahoma. Jerry, I think we knew we all knew how good Queen Egbo and Alyssa Smith were at here at Baylor, but were you surprised to see them really kind of not even miss a beat in their WNBA debuts over the weekend? Yeah, I mean that's I don't know that it surprised me. Um, Queen was the one I was a little bit more suspect of, but I um, I actually I actually ran into uh, Coach Colin um, at the men's tennis match. Saturday, and she mentioned that uh, uh, Queen right now is better ready for the pros than Alyssa is because of the position, I think, is some of it. Uh, Queen can do this, the pick and roll, and, and just kind of stick with that kind of thing, whereas Alyssa is still kind of trying to find her way, whether she can hit the outside shot. I mean, she's got to do more of that, and she said she will eventually be really good. But, yeah, that was a good start for both of them, and uh, – We'll see uh, how the rest of the season goes. Talking with Jerry Hill, Jerry. I know you got to be careful in in how you uh, how you answer this, but uh, do you see any way that NIL changes how the rules and the regs are right now? Do you do you see a tweaking of NIL coming in the future? Well, I think if you don't, um, it's going to be uh, a lot more. Which we lived through it. It's going to be a lot more like the '80s, where you have everybody cheating. <laughs> And pretty much openly cheating. Um, so I, I, I think there does need to be some regulation. Some, and again, I know you guys have talked about it. I'm not sure that the NCAA has much power right now. Um, so unless you have another governing organization really step in and take care of that, I, I think it is going to leave it open to you know. And, and really, it's not even violations. I mean, they're just they're playing within the rules right now. There's just no rules in that nil thing. So yeah, I think that's got to be something you you kind of pull the reins in on a little bit i don't know how you do it at this point because it's already out there but i think there's there's got to be there's got to make some changes in there or you know as, as you said i think the wild west i think that's what it is right now big 12 outdoor track and field championships coming up in lubbock this weekend any baylor uh runners to keep a good eye on um i think trey fields in the 400 for sure um, Jason Baldridge in the 400 hurdles. Uh, there's also a freshman there that, uh, you know, they, they could very well go one, two. Uh, and again, I'm not going to try to pronounce the javelin thrower, but Zaza will go with that. Uh, he's obviously one to watch. Akira Nugent, uh, past NCAA champion on the ladies side in the hundred hurdles. And, uh, you know, probably Aaliyah Miller in the 800. She hasn't run that. Uh, very many times, but, uh, you know, she's a threat. She won the indoor 800 uh, last year uh, and, and hasn't run as well this year. But, 
you know, I think she's kind of ready to break out. And really both of their four-by-fours have been real strong this whole spring. So uh, I look for them to have a good meet. This should be fun. Jerry, I guess, did you see uh, Gary Bohannon landing at USF, or did that kind of catch you off guard? Uh, no. I When I saw that he had visited Missouri, I thought he might wind up there. That, that seemed like a, a logical uh, landing place for him. Um, but, you know, winds up at USF. I, I know what he, he said, that he believes in that staff. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, obviously after the decision was made, he felt like he could be a starter somewhere, and good for him. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that he did find a spot, um, and, you know, we'll see how he does there. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm as I said, I'm, I'm happy for Gary because, uh, you know, he, he did a great job last year, you know, helped them win a Big 12 championship, helped them win the Sugar Bowl, and, and you know, won 10 games as a starter. So, there's not very many Baylor quarterbacks that have done that in a year. You, uh, we, we mentioned Alyssa and uh, and Queen, also Jordan Lewis departing, uh, and Coach Collin was able to uh, to dip into the uh, into the portal and uh, and come out uh, with some really quality players. Yeah, I was, uh, and I, that was another thing I mentioned to her when I saw her the other night. Is they've they've kind of killed it in the transfer portal, and I think she wants to bring in one more, probably a big. Um, but yeah, they've. They've definitely kind of restocked the shelves. Uh, you know, a lot of good talent there. Uh, the second best player at Kentucky, and and probably the best player at Missouri, and then a three-point shooter from Stanford. So, um, you know, I think her big deal, you know, going into this off-season was I don't want to be in the boat again where I've got six or seven players in the rotation. I I don't want to get beat by that, and I do think they were beat by that. Uh, in the second round of the tournament and probably in a couple of those Big 12 games as well. So I, I think she was bound and determined to get up to, you know, at least 10, 11, 12 players just so you could have a rotation. And if you did have an injury or two, you could survive it. So, yeah, I think she's, you know, done a great job with that. You also have a J- JC transfer coming in and a couple of high school players. So you're going to see a lot of new players out there next year. Jerry, how much do you expect Baylor football to use that transfer portal in the next few weeks, few months to try to get ready for next season? And do you see a quarterback in there for him? Yeah, you know, that's what I kind of thought when, particularly when Gary left, that, you know, do you, do you try to find, you know, maybe a veteran guy, you know, even if it's, even if it's a backup at some other place that, that can, you know, that you feel confident in um, that could come in and play if Blake Shapin gets hurt. Because again, it's Kyron Drones if 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 Blake gets hurt, and maybe he maybe he is ready. Um, but I think you'd like to have more than two scholarship quarterbacks on campus. And like I said, I think they may uh, put C.J. Rogers on that, uh, the Argyle kid. But uh, right now, you have two scholarship quarterbacks, so I think you could go there. Um, maybe at running back, um, I, I can't think of where. Maybe linebacker, although you know they got the Josh White kid from LSU, so. I think they're set at most places, but certainly if you can find just a few guys in key spots that could help you, I think you do that. Uh, and I'm sure they've had their eyes open. I'm sure they're looking to see what's out there and, and who can uh, come in and help them. Hey, what's coming up on the Insider? Oh, nothing. We're done with the <laughs> spring, so going to just shut the doors down and call it a day. Well, as Ford mentioned, Big 12 track meet this week. Um, that'll be big. Um, Big 12 softball tournament starts this week. Baseball on the road at K-State. Um, tennis will have a uh, – men's tennis will host Stanford 
in what now is like a super regional, so it's the round of 16 to get to the final site. Um, Sanford was unseated, beat a Harvard team on the road, so um, that should be a good match Friday. So little, little still going on, Tommy. As always, uh, it, mainly, I, mainly I want to get in that hockey and just watch those. There you go. See if they can get past Calgary. You know that that'd be huge. You know we need to bring that Stanley guy back. To- <laughs> <laughs> Mike, maybe Mike Mandano can score. Yeah, Mike <laughs> I'm I'm looking for him in this next game. <laughs> I'm telling you, the lateral movement of our goalie, man. That that's what that's what sets us apart from all the other teams. What I think it is, light up the post, right? Yeah, something like, like that. I don't know. <laughs> I was we trying to light up the post a few times. I was trying to figure that out a minute ago. <laughs> oh, oh, Jerry, thanks. We'll talk to yeah. you soon. That's All Jerry right. Hill.